the internet, and welcome to season 164, episode 4 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production yeah! of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Thursday, December 17th, 2020, 34 days until January 20th. Uh, there were four new COVID cases in New Zealand yesterday, zero deaths since late September. Uh, there were 12 new COVID cases in Victoria, Australia, zero deaths in the month of December. And in the U.S., we had 201,000 new cases and a 9-11's worth of deaths. U.S.A. Uh, you just just want to do a quick check-in every once in a while to keep things in perspective. Uh, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Hello, Miles Gray, my old friend. It's nice to host with you again. I had a vision of us hugging because we both received the vaccine and the vision that was planted in my brain still remains within the bounds of science. That is courtesy of Pastor Yamaguchi Main, and I am thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! OTDZ, OTDZ, we bring you trending topics, 10 apps per week of daily side, Lang- long in the morn, short trends at night, with Miles of G and Jacoby. Pod second rate, but still hits. It hits still, it hits. The bro. Coming from the Discord with that bang, uh, bang. Christmas tree. Oh, Tannenbaum yeah, remix. Yeah. Thank you to everybody. I see, the, the Discord is active, and I see some ones. I, I see you, and I will get to them. Worry not, because the compositions in there are next level. And I mean appropriate, because uh, that song closes out the Christmas classic, uh, the new Christmas classic, uh, the Christmas Chronicles two that everybody's talking about and oh, uh, raving I over. I hate what's the what's his name Gargamel? What's the bad name? The bad uh, Belsnickel. Oh, Belsnickel. Yeah, right. I still can't get over the character arc for Belsnickel. It makes no fucking sense, and it's an it's an actual crime to present a story arc like, arc like that even to children. It's gonna fuck up their idea of narrative structure. My kids are still act asking about Belsnickel, like what his deal was, what happened to him, why he he's was like, like a that. kiwi. He's from New Zealand, yeah, but New Zealand. he's also punk. Yeah, no, whatever. Punk whatever like Belsnickel. But sort of half-assed punk, like uh, the degree 80s to which I punk. was punk in the 80s for like a week when I was like, I really like Guns N' Roses. I'm going to wear this. Uh, what did you do? Well, Wait, what was your version of being? Because a kid making a fashion choice is hard because you have to work with whatever's in your environment and be like, yeah. that's punk. And now, so what did you do to say? Fairly Jack is tight punk? black sweatpants. <laughs> that was <laughs> the closest I could get to uh, what Axl Rose wore. Black jeans? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and a jean jacket uh, that I believe belonged oh, to my sister. Fuck yeah! Oh um, yeah! All right. Hey, we are thrilled to be joined by the Neck Turner himself, Mister Nick Turner. Woo! Yes, my name is Mister Come. I'm the host <laughs> of the show. I like to beat my dilly willy bum diddy bum. I rub my clitty witty with my finger and thumb. My name is Mr. Come. We're gonna have so much fun at the 2020 Pornhub Awards. Wow. 
Beautiful. Um, that's just a little snippet of my work uh, on this As- year's Sport of Awards. <laughs> Uh, Anna just turned on her mic to l- reveal that she's weeping openly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sobbing all over her. You're going to ruin your computer. The warranty doesn't cover tear damage. <laughs> Nick, we need, to, we need to get directly into the origin story <laughs> okay. of y- your new uh, nickname. And uh, as soon as the paperwork goes through, I'm assuming given name, <laughs> Mr. Cum. Uh, <laughs> how did this come about? Look, sir? a lot of a lot of people are taking their name off this project. I am leaning into it. <laughs> I, I uh, A friend of mine is writing for the awards, and they actually recorded someone else. Um, the awards. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but they... Which- which awards are those? Which awards? Oh, the Pornhub Awards. Okay, yeah, yeah. I Got don't, it. you guys, Before, they're the most important. <laughs> right. You know, it goes yeah. Pornhub, Oscars. Right. Yeah. Jack, AV, he, he AVNs. missed your cums. That's why what else could the P got. Yeah, the P got. <laughs> yeah. But, but they asked me to do it, um, and then I said I did like an audition tape, and then they were like, it's great, you got it, but we're also thinking of doing it. Uh, in a British accent. And I was like, well, that doesn't sound like something I can do. And they're like, no, no worries. You got it. Do a British accent. And I was like, hello. They're like, perfect. Do it. <laughs> that, that hello sounded like uh, you've got this nail. Hello. hello. <laughs> so it's a fictional character that hosted the yeah. 2020 Pornhub Awards. Was yeah. it a cartoon? What, it's a cartoon rendering of Come. Okay. It's like okay. Mr. Peanut, you know, he's he's a peanut, he's got glasses, a top hat, and a cane. Right. But uh but peanuts like have a traditional blob? yeah, peanuts have a traditional Human shape shaped that curve, you can work yeah. with, uh, as opposed to cum, which is comes in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, um, yeah. So it's drips. Um and <laughs> I I don't know where to find it yet. It aired last night. Um on Pornhub, uh, but I'm not sure. I like I googled Pornhub today, and I went to it, and it's just porn. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, they're kind of going. They're they're doing a lot of overhaul over there because they had to. They cold like I don't know over sixty percent of their videos because they're now because like rightfully so they're like yeah we're no longer letting you just upload some shit that's fucking because we don't know who made it and if, through the consent of the performers or anything. So we're going to switch to verified uploaders now. And then like, someone's yeah. like, what happened to all the videos? It's like, yeah, well, you know, they're, they're, they're doing the bare minimum of being like, well, right, you'll right, be happy right, people agency. Yeah, yeah. You'll be happy to know that, uh, that was in my rider. Yeah. Oh, so you so made the reason. Yeah, it wasn't because it wasn't because <laughs> Visa and Mastercard refused to stop processing payments on their website. We got but, but together, crippling the their three business. Of us. <laughs> you Visa, <laughs> Mastercard. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, where's That's Amex true. and all this? They're pro. Uh, they're too <laughs> they're good. Pro. They're like, please, yeah, please. Um. Anyways, Nick, uh, we're gonna get to know you and your new alter ego a little bit better in a moment. Uh, first, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. Uh, we're going to check in with this uh, wild story of a former police captain who was arrested in Houston uh, trying to uncover uh, the mm-hmm. the large-scale uh, heist of the election. Um, yep. We'll talk about a plan from Senator Angus King. That's not really a plan, but just an idea that we're all on board with. Yeah. We're going to look at the connection between the stop the steal and the anti-vax, the vaccine has computer chips in it, uh, movements. 
surprisingly close to one another. Uh, we got to hear Tom Cruise, Tom Lose It. Uh, oh, so we're gonna, boy. We're going to take a listen to that. We're going to check in with the uh, celebrity theory that uh, anybody who was famous before the year 2002 is uh, hopelessly lost in our modern world. Uh, Christopher Walken edition. Uh, and we'll check in with loneliness if we have time. If we have because... time. That sounds so fucked up, too. We'll check in. If we get to it. I don't know. I got a lot going if on. We get to it. Know, who gives it? Turns out our loneliness is killing us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but first, I... before we get to any of that, uh, Mr. Cum, we like to ask our guest, what <laughs> is something from your search history that is revealing about uh, who you are, what you're up to, all that stuff? Um, everything I've been Googling lately is about making t-shirts. Okay. I, um, I've started a t-shirt business in my home uh, against my will. I fought it. It uh, it happened to me. It could happen to the best of us. We're doing an episode. We did two episodes for Get Rich Nick um, about making T-shirts for yeah. profit. And so I was expecting to open a, a wonderful tea public store. And then I was bullied by my guests and by my co-host Nick Vaderot into getting all the equipment. Uh, Vaderot <laughs> was doing it. He he was like, "I'm getting all the equipment. We spent so much money." Uh, and then he's like, Google, he's got YouTube videos and he's like, I know what I'm doing. And then what he did do was get paint on every single thing in his house and then went home for Christmas. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we got orders for shirts we got to make. So he dropped all the equipment over at my house before he left for like a month. And so now I'm just knee deep in it. I didn't want to be in it. I re I resent it, but, uh, that's all I do now. So wait, what is doing uh, some screen printing? Yeah, well, yeah, doing some screen printing, yes. How many color screens are we talking here? One, one color screen. Oh, wow. Come on. So you even, yeah, I don't know, you know, because uh, when you want to get in the, the, the team making game, you know, that's when the finesse moves come in with how many colors you're using. But yeah, I get it. Even yeah. the, fir the first time I ever tried to screen print anything, I was like, this is fucked up. And shout out to like the Hard. crafty people who, who like, like doing this. Because for the same reason, I was like, paints everywhere. And I guess my weird skate brand that I thought up at of uh, thought up at twenty years old isn't going to take off. So, what was it? Huh? What was it called? Oh, first, well, first I was making Laker merchandise that said "Purple Rain" on it. That was like ah. the Purple Rain text, but R E I G N, because this was right when we were getting into our second back to back era. And I was like, I tried doing. I was trying to figure out how to do that shit on my own. And then I was mm -hmm. like, my friend who's like was working in costuming was like. There's a company like I can you can use my like a business account if you just bring them like 50 shirts they'll do it it's better than screening and I was like yeah yeah yeah, yeah I'm gonna do that and then I tried selling them shits and everybody I was I was on the receiving end of all kinds of insults uh, outside yeah. Staples Center when I was selling my t-shirts <laughs> for that playoff run all kinds no one Wait, got you the were, double entendre you were out there with the oh yeah oh, I was work? hustling oh yeah I was hustling my bootleg t-shirts outside the Staples like, wow. like with the people selling the bacon wrapped sausage yes yes. Hell yes. yeah. I was out there, you know, because I was on my entrepreneur vibe and a couple of my friends, you know, we were all Laker fans. They were like, yeah, let's do this shit, Purple Rain. And people were like, yo, that's fucking gay, fool. Like, some, I remember people <laughs> being like, what? I was like, because it doesn't say Lakers. They're like, what the fuck is Purple Rain, motherfucker? People were cursing at me. It was all wow. kinds of shit. It was like only very, like the shitty Laker fans who were very like wealthy people were like, oh, I love that. 
How much is it? Oh, that's a steal. And I'm like, damn, like I was trying to connect with the fucking reel. But yeah, all right. For you, they're 50 a piece because they're limited edition. But I'll get you a cut at 45. Is it legal to sell stuff if it doesn't have like a Lakers logo on it? Is it Ill- illegal? Is it more or legal? legal? Well, is at that point, at I mean, like, who's copyright? Well, I'm not infringing on anyone's copyright at that point. Yeah, but is it legal Aside just to sell the- shirts in the street? Um, people can fuck with you for sure. Like if you're selling bootleg stuff, like cops can come at you. But I mean, yeah. it, if it, it's it's not that, or at least in my experience, it was never that bad. Or can clearly, based on the amount of people who do sell, you know, like bootleg merch outside of concerts and stuff, it's, it's still a, it's still a thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, love- maybe one day. Also, bootleg merch is the only merch worth buying if you ever go to a show because it's like so aggressive. It's just, it's its own aesthetic, and I think those are more fun than the ones you pay overpay for, like at a venue. Except at Daily Zeitgeist shows where we offer great merch at a great price. No one's um, bootlegging yeah. Zeitgeist merch outside your shows? I mean, I bootleg it and then Jack gets mad at me because I'm like kind of <laughs> taking... That's a know, funny like, hey. idea. If I could bootleg, <laughs> if I could like make a bootleg t-shirt for like different... Like if I get invited podcasts. to a live podcast, I, I make my own and then I sell it at the show. <laughs> Yo, new idea. See, keep these ideas low, man. You could be coming out the gates with like the fucking amazing uh performances on these live shows uh what is something you think is overrated oh sorry real quick i wanted to ask you what's your top seller what top selling t-shirt and your new uh oh it's just it's our logo t we only offered two okay uh (laughs) one was a shirt that says uh we'll work for food rent utilities transportation uh (laughs) insurance anyway and uh but uh but no it's the the logo shirt that's that's all anybody wants yeah yeah they're not, uh, what, you know, because I'm not selling to like just randos. I'm just selling right. to people who listen to my podcast. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I'll get a joke. Yeah. Uh, what's something you think is underrated? Underrated is uh, Nug Club. I was talking about this yesterday hey. on Deckheads, the most wonderful wow. below deck review podcast. Um, and uh, Anna also is a member, and our guest. This week, Lydia Popovich is also a member of Nug Club. Nug Club is a monthly subscription service that I am not getting paid to say this. Uh, it's a monthly All subscription service. All the stoners in LA for, are on it, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For weed. <laughs> that's funny. For weed. Uh, and um, it's the most incredible thing in my life. I haven't gone <laughs> to the store since I started getting these boxes. And it's the cheapest way to get weed. And it just comes to your fucking house. And then last weekend, they held. Um, like drive-in uh, movies in Malibu. I went and saw Super Bad. Yeah, just what? for free, just for, like for their members. Yeah, it's just like I didn't a get lifestyle. That email. Um, l- buddy, I don't know what to of- tell you. Because <laughs> I, I got lots I got of emails about it. I got Dan and member? Anna on that with my uh, invite code, and I still didn't get the love for the for the drive-in. What the fuck? Wow. Anyway, Wait, can we get Anna John Gamer's in here? Got me on it. Super producer Anna Hosnier. Anna, oh. Anna said that um, she used my code, but oh, now I you say I she used your code. She told, I have to, I'll have to look at my account and see if I got that credit. That's the only way to know. No influencers. No, I, I use Nick's code and Zach also use Miles' code. Look, guys, we're scamming. Cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I on trial right now? <laughs> no, anyway, it was just, it was so fun. It's, it's so uh, funny. It's a fun though, company. Just, 
the invite code though, the invite code energy, like when you know when you have something, there was like, yo, use my code though. Like when the early days yeah. of any like thing where you're like, yo, I get twenty though if you use that shit. Like, <laughs> it's the same shit with Nug Club too. You're like, yo, yo, no, no, use my shit because if I get three more, and I'm gonna get my next box for one dollar. But it's funny because y'all. You always gonna be like, because you get twenty two if you use my code. It's like I could use any code. I could Google a code. It doesn't right. matter about your code. You're like why you? Why you though? Come yeah. to me. But why don't you pitch your code to me and I'll use it. So anyway, was, DM me and Miles, and we'll see who gets more. Um, all right. Was yeah. the screening a uh, veritable nug club of uh, fellow <laughs> fellow clubbers? Uh say that again. Like, was the screening? <laughs> was it packed with other people from the nug club that? Like, uh, yeah, well, it was specific to the Nug Club. It was it was done at this like venue, this like big uh, like looked like a big wedding venue, and Ooh. I don't know. They had like two different drive-in areas that they'd made. I think like since um, since Corona, just like in their parking lots. Um, but it was just it was exclusive. It was invite only. Uh, I guess right. Not everyone even got the invite. Miles, check your spam folder. Yeah. But wow. uh, they, yeah, it was packed. I mean, they, yeah, and they did this really interesting thing, which I'd never seen before, but I thought was really smart because it was free for the members. But they made you pay twenty dollars per car, <laughs> and then just so you'd show up. And if you show up, they give you the money back. But oh. if you don't show up, because otherwise, they would, everyone would just be like, "Yeah, I'll go, maybe." Right, and then no one right. would be there. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Man, yeah. Nug Club really left me out. You know what? Fuck Nug Club now. <laughs> you want to invite me to your fucking movies, bro? Fuck that. that. It is always interesting when something that is, I don't know, like every every online community or online service tries to do this where they're like, come to the Domino's like, gala event. <laughs> or like WeWork. I remember when we were... Uh, when we started this podcast out of a WeWork, they were yeah, like, this is more show. of a lifestyle brand than anything. Um, and like, they were trying to like get you to like go to WeWork parties. Um, like the culture but of Nug the company. Club yeah. sounds like they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, still I, cool. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I think most stoners are like, I don't know. Like, I'm really high. You want me to drive to Malibu right now? And then I got to drive back. Right. Mm. Yeah. They'd be better off being like, yo, here's your like free HBO Plus or whatever streaming thing for the weekend. You know, Nug Club got you. Be baked. Well, here is the beautiful thing. It was at 530. Mm-hmm. And wow. so afterwards, there's nothing to do. You but go get some food. Just, yeah. yeah. You gotta go anywhere. Smart. Uh, what is something you think is overrated, Nick? Billionaires donating money. I think they get so much credit. And nobody ever donates more than they uh, have, like, increased their wealth. I just saw that um, story today about uh, Mackenzie, what's her face? Bezos. Um, Ex-Bezos. Yeah. 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 So she had given $6 billion this year to charity. And they were like, isn't this incredible? And in Forbes, she was listed in July as... Um, having thirty billion dollars, and then in September, this is this year. Then in September, she had sixty sixty eight billion dollars. Oh, um, and then so she gave away four billion in that time. It's like thank you, McCann. and she said her goal was to give away half of her money, which is hilarious for a person with sixty eight billion dollars to say that she only wants to give away half of it. And also, how can you say that and then give away? Such a smaller percentage of what you made. <laughs> what uh, half of what? Half of your, okay, your well, future let me, earnings? Let me There's just not time in the day man. to give away all this money. <laughs> uh, uh, Nick, you got four billion dollars laying around. That's what I thought. 
So you know what? <laughs> it is a lot of money. And sir. she does this for literally no work. She owns four percent of Amazon. And yeah. just that she gets in this time she's gotten um a billion dollars every three days. Just I mean, she I would say she probably did it for more work in terms of more work than Jeff Bezos because she had to be married to that motherfucker for that many years. But uh I do I, like these she didn't are the have sorts to be. Of, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's uh, totally. At a certain fair. point, you're kind of like, let me look at the <laughs> clock, man. If I run this yeah. out a few more years, I can get half this bitch. Literally, okay, everyone okay. else in the world didn't marry him, so I'm not giving <laughs> any credit. <laughs> we, we all managed to do that. Uh, but Round of the the two things that they love doing is uh, getting credit for giving away their money and sheltering the fuck out of their money from go- from the government from any mm. like having to pay taxes, which is where it should actually be going. Like, yeah, the government will gladly take half of your money. Uh, they take half of a lot of people's money, uh, and it, who can't afford to fucking like put it in a tax shelter off off of offshore or whatever. Um, it's, so at the very uh, least, I want to, um, I submit to the Zeit gang, uh, let's, mm-hmm. uh, let's, let's stop using Amazon. Boycott Amazon. Nick Turner yeah, said it. And when they kill me, you look back <laughs> to this episode of TDZ. Amazon's really the worst. It's bad. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I started boycotting last year and, uh, it's incredibly difficult. Yeah. Right. I got in yeah, trouble I think that's for probably boycotting what... this year and having to pay like $30 shipping uh, on something. Um, but you know what? We'll probably stop doing Worth the it. Audible ads too then. <laughs> now Audible on the other hand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I love the Washington Post too. Look, not, it's not all terrible. Right. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And a story that was kind of unimaginable probably even a couple years ago is is now, uh, I don't know, hopefully this isn't the new normal, but uh, there is a former police captain who deput- was deputized, was funded with a quarter million dollars to try to track down the imaginary scheme that stole the election uh, from yeah. Trump. Is basically exactly. yeah. of this man yeah. is a fucking patriot who Thank was you. doing round the clock surveillance on the kingpin mastermind of a seven hundred fifty thousand fake absentee ballot scheme. Okay, and yes. he tried to fucking tell everyone this man. Uh, I think he's like Mark Mark Anthony Aguirre. He was he's like sixty three. He was watching this person who he believed with others in this group of patriots to figure out if this was the kingpin of this fake ballot scheme they one day this man leaves for work agiri follows him like crashes into his car to force the guy to pull over when the the man comes out pulls a fucking gun out and holds him at gunpoint gets him on the ground puts a knee to his back and while some other goons hopped out take the guy's work van and take off with it when the cops come all to find out this guy is just a air conditioning repair technician. Nothing more. He is just a man who lived in a like a, a like a mobile home park or something where this guy was tailing him. And 
they decided this was the guy who had a bunch of ballots in his van, which is why they tried to get him when he was in his work van, only to find the normal things that a fucking AC repair tech would have in their van. And when the cops came, they were like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? And the this guy, Aguirre, told the, the officer that arrives, like, look, man, you can be on the right side of history or the wrong side, man. But I'm telling you, this guy's blah, 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 blah. And they're like, OK, sir, like you're under arrest. Like, what the fuck is this? This is like false imprisonment, like all kinds of shit. You're coming with us. And the thing that you're talking about, Jack, the quarter million dollars. Yes, this guy was fucking funded to do this work to the tune of over $260,000. He got a $211,000 payment the day after this confrontation took place, just directly wired into his counter. Like what the, f everyone's like, what the fuck is this money? Uh, yeah. It turns out he's saying I'm working for the Liberty center. Uh, and this is a thing that's funded by this guy, Steve Holtz, who's a huge mega donor to the GOP. And he was basically, you know how before the election we were talking about how there were 127,000 ballots in Harris County that were like the Republicans are trying to sue to get invalidated because they yeah. were in this drive-through vote center. He was he was funding that legal battle uh, amongst many others. He was going all out to try and you know fuck the election up and also find evidence of fraud. This was his big thing. The Liberty Center's Facebook group was all about we're gonna find this fraud. They were asking people on their website, being like, "Yo, please give us money. We have all these investigations going. They cost like two hundred thousand dollars, a very specific number per investigation. We need this money, and this is where we're at." And you know, apparently this man, Aguirre, was telling law enforcement at every level. He asked the uh, uh, attorney general of the state, he uh, like the heads of police departments, the Texas Rangers saying, this guy's got ballots, man. I'm watching him. You got to help me out with this. And they're all like, please stop calling here. Like, you can't just call in a fake crime and expect us to fucking go do something about it. And he was pleading with them. Which kind of brings me to an interesting point, which is what happens when you if you're in law enforcement and someone is so insistent that a crime is occurring and them saying that they are also investigating? Like at right. what point is their responsibility to try and figure out, wait, hold on, are you just gonna harass somebody who's not doing a fucking thing because you're hopped up on like Newsmax and OAN conspiracy bullshit? So yes, that is a weird thing. And I'd hope this is not the new normal, but it feels like some shit. As we get closer to January 20th and these people like on the full Trump MAGA world train are like, oh, man, he's really going to pull a switcheroo on him on January 19th. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. Dad went to get cigarettes and is not coming back. It's it's truly wild how much just, you know, Republican donors are able to manipulate the reality of of people who are in the thrall of of that party. Like th yeah. this reminds me for some reason uh, of the whole Tea Party movement and just, uh, you know, five, ten years on reading what was actually going on with the Tea Party movement being, you know, billionaires funding the whole thing and like doing grassroots organizing to get these people to do their bidding. It's also this is the charities that they are donating to. Right. This is right. when they say I did no donated five billion dollars. It's to QAnon. To Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. The Liberty Center. Yeah. Liberty's had such a bad run, just like from a PR perspective, <laughs> the word liberty. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I mean, even the WMA. Star meter team. is down. Yeah. 
Ever since uh, Rebecca Lobo left, I mean, the liberty ain't been right. Mm. I'll tell you that. I know. Um, but yeah, I don't know, you know, where this goes, how this evolves, but it's truly like this weird, like, you know, these mega donors, they get off on just being like, I think I can get a bunch of like poor, useful stooges to like sow chaos. And I can kind of right. be like, yeah, watch me do that shit with money or other people's money rather than like substantively trying to actually like win an election like you know get more people out there to try and uh do some you know door knocking or whatever it's like nah nah i'm gonna get a guy who is a cop to basically act like a fucking steven seagal character and maybe right. he'll manufacture some evidence of fraud and i don't care but fuck it like let's just do that that's fun well i'm sitting yeah. back and do that with my money america just needs the very the slightest of pushes to uh become violent like you know um right wing ideologues like the that's you're just helping them do what they already want to do in this right. case i feel like. and a lot of experts are saying this whole rejection of the election results is basically like they're just saying oh this is what they're doing is they're accelerating radicalization of the party by doing oh, this oh absolutely yeah it's not just wonder- like Oh wow, they're they're not giving up. It's like no, no, no. Like even whether or not they know it or if it's intentional, it's like the fact that the party line is now saying we're against reality is the one of the you know is a huge step towards fully radicalizing everything. And it's not like Trumpism. It's more just like GOP is just going like mask off with it because the, the Trumpism narrative is kind of like more than like I think. He was just the dude at the concert, the first dude at the concert to smoke a blunt inside when the security is like, hey, no smoking inside. And everyone's like, oh, we can right. smoke in here. OK, yeah, yeah right. Because yeah, I was on that shit anyway, too. <laughs> That's basically what's happened. It's not that Trump is anything new. It's just like he's just he sparked up before everybody else did. And everybody else knew what time it was. Yeah, it was remarkable. After even after Mitch McConnell uh, acknowledged Biden as president elect, there's still 220 senators and congressmen. Uh, Congress people, excuse me, Republican who have yet to acknowledge it. Um, and I just wonder what would people be doing if there wasn't like just these people whose lives are spent doing QAnon, Proud Boy bullshit? Like, what if that was not there and no one had tricked them in going off to a fun party once where it like, turned into ruin their lives? Like, uh, it's just such a fucking waste of time and, and energy and lives. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just a waste mm-hmm. of lives. Yep. Right. And a ruiner of family relationships. And yeah, there's, when there's so much that, unseen damage being done. It's hard. I get it just as a sports fan, right? Like, one of my teams, Arsenal, is fucking up right now. They are <laughs> comically bad. But, like, rather than read the posts that are, like, analyzing why it's so bad, even though they're objective analyses of like what's going wrong. I'd rather read the article where the, the staff at the club are saying, yeah, we're actually, we're, we expected all of this turbulence right now. And it's all part of the plan because you gotta, we gotta get through this to reach the next evolution. Like it's the, it's like an equivalent where it's like, I don't want the objective or like, just make me feel good or like less bad about the thing that I'm so attached to being bullshit. Right. Or at least on yeah. some like very humanistic, you know, like that's just our need to never feel like we're fully losing or, you know, because we we have this like sort of binary of winning or losing uh, in our minds, especially with politics, that it just turns into this thing. Where it's like, well, I ain't fucking losing. So if I'm not losing, then I'm choosing to follow Q. <laughs> that that kind of brings us to uh, a related story, a related trend we're seeing where 
Um, the same people who are pushing all the stop the steal bullshit uh, are now pushing anti-vax bullshit. Like mm-hmm. it's basically just been a clean transition for uh, Sydney Powell, for instance, uh, yeah. the Rosemary's Baby lady who was on Trump's staff and then got thrown under the bus because she was saying things that had been widely debunked, like more than Giuliani was, and like now like Trump had won the election. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like even more. So funny. Hey, I actually fail to see the distinction at this much distance. It's like right. weeks on. I don't really. Far. Yeah. But uh, it it is interesting that they have that it's the same people. It's the same energy, and it's just transparently deadly. I guess. Yeah. Well, I think it. You know, this is all part of the same. Like it makes sense because vax questioning is sort of normal for Trump world. Um, Yeah. But yeah, like with a lot of these people who are just going all in on stop the steal, it's just funny because you're like, okay, so that that road has sort of just ended. So you got to pivot to something because you have to stay relevant. (laughs) And and so the things that the same people, whether it's um, Sidney Powell or Marjorie Green, whatever the QAnon woman from Georgia who's about to enter the, the House of Representatives is um, and many other like huge MAGA like stars they're all pivoting to this like vaccine, like what the, what's going on with it? And the top things that they're talking about is uh, vaccines are delivered with a microchip or barcode to keep track of people. I don't mm-hmm. know what that means. Yep. Like, have you anyone who knows anyone who's even passed a kidney stone? Uh, I don't know how you're going to put a fucking microchip through an injection uh, and be like, yeah. yeah, yeah, you didn't even know, right? That there's a fucking piece of mic. What the fuck? Uh, Miles, they're they're just smaller than you're thinking. Yes. Yeah. They're tiny. Smaller, but we smaller do chip than a, our pets. I think the technology exists. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past. But uh, that's a subdermal tech. thing that you know like it's going in. It's not like you'd be like, yo, what's this thing under my skin? I can't what's this bump? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like yeah, it, but it's true. But it's meant to be so much more insidious than that. Um, other than that, they've been talking about uh, you know, more Bill Gates stuff and how like he's also you know responsible for the coronavirus and because this is part of like the you know communist chinese plan to divide america and break it down and the other big thing is talking about how uh there will be like vaccination cards like who will be vaccinated and who won't but that's just because someone uh, there was like a healthcare expert on cnn who had mentioned that like if you get vaccinated like they'll give you an appointment card that showed that you had gone to get a vaccination nothing more nothing less just to be like yeah you, you did it not to say like, to... hey, where's your vaccination patch before you can pass through this gate? Like, but but hey, I mean, you, I I don't understand why that would be a problem to require people to have been vaccinated to do certain things because otherwise, you know that that fucks with. Uh, yeah, but they health. made Jews wear stars in the Holocaust, right? So yeah, I get why the I get why the <laughs> optics are bad. But it's no, but just, that's uh, but very frustrating. even in a. In a conversation, like, because I I look at our conservative and like all the other weird shit that's available to me online, because I need to know what the re- like what they're sipping on What's in these coming. places. Yeah, and it really is like the discourse just ends at being like mentioning the Holocaust, and then it's like accepted. It's never like no one goes or anyone who does question, they just say, "Hey, go to our politics for your fucking leftist safe space or whatever." But like, it's no one's ever saying. Well, yeah, if we, 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 that you, you should have that so you know who's safe or who isn't or what that means. It's just immediately let's cosplay into oppressed people because that's all of this thing's about. 
So with uh, with the stop the steal, I understand what's at stake for all the people for the Sydney Pals. They're try they're on uh, on the side of somebody who's trying to become the most powerful person in the Western world or remain the most powerful person in the Western world. But what other than maintaining their audience do do they get out of like claiming that vaccines are going to microchip them? Is it just is it just sort of that onto the next thing that is going to yeah, keep people entertained? Because these accounts like Sidney Powell's and all these other like hot take artists on the right, they need to be like the ones breaking these dumb stories or misinformation takes. Like that's how they keep their followers up and they can leverage that into begging for money or, you know, going to some other, you know, dark money donor and being like, you know, I can I can get this message out or whatever. Like there's just a whole market to be notable online right now. But there's aren't there aren't many direct like, oh, you can turn that into a herbal life sponsorship. It's not like being on The Bachelor or something like that. But right. it's about this that you have to stay relevant because that keeps you elevated in this world. And if you've been, you know, just, you know, ringing the bell of, you know, uh, stop the steal. And now that isn't hitting anymore. You have to figure out what's going to work because these people are guided by metrics like anybody right. else. And the, yeah. there, there's analysis about like why this shift is happening, specifically like election misinformation. It peaked on November 4th. It peaked on the day after the election. That was a height. And it's been a downward hill from there, like I, which I think is a good sign that it actually hit its peak just the day after rather than like 10 days later. Um but they're saying 375,000 mentions across cable TV, social media, print, online. Uh, and then by December 3rd, that had fallen to 60,000 mentions. So it wasn't mm. the hot topic anymore. Uh, but on the other hand, coronavirus misinformation uh, went to 46,100 mentions on December 3rd when it was only at 17,000 on November 8th. So. Right. You're just like, you know, they got to it's just like surfing, baby. You just got to catch the next wave. And it's just about whatever being in opposition to the established, you know, scientific knowledge or whatever the policies are going to be of the Biden administration. That's just all they're going to like. That's they're just going to keep hopping from thing to thing so they can be the captain of the culture war. You'd think that they'd get tired of being wrong about literally everything. But when has it matter? Does it matter? Yeah. Who's when been the, canceled say, for being wrong? You know, when no they say right. the the world's gonna end, and then everyone's like, "Oh, the world's gonna end that day." It doesn't happen. So, oh, got it wrong. Is right. next year? Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, you got it wrong. You got it wrong that one because, time. That one time. Because yeah. all this shit, really, at the end of the day, are just different masks that you know, de facto white supremacy and yeah. all this other shit is wearing. You know, it's not. It's right. not about the fucking vaccine. It's not about this. The steel is about we lost our fucking Nazi leader who we thought was going to bring us the Fourth Reich here to America, and he didn't. And they're pissed about that because they like that people of color and anyone who wasn't a cishet Christian was on the back foot this whole time being like, yo, what the fuck's going on? This is really bad. And now that that's gone, it can't just, you know, I mean, the ones that are all down, all in for racism, they're going to keep doing that. But these are the things that allow them to keep that energy up of like, I'm against progress, but I'm not right. going to say that. I'm just going to say... Bill Gates is microchipping us or stop the steal because too many people of color yeah. voted against our racist agenda. So it's yeah. just, you know, it, it's, but it's finding ways to, it's like that thing in, um, I heart Huckabee's, you know, the blanket, everything's the blanket. You know what I mean? The universe is the blanket. It's just expressing itself in different ways, but it's all, it's all just, yeah. you know, trying and they're to they're addicted to, to being persecuted and they also happen to be the most privileged 
part of the human race in maybe history. And so yeah. that's going to, that's going to require some dissonance on, on their part. But it is yeah. sometimes I just, I know what I'm saying is like, you'd think they'd get one thing right is obviously stupid. And like, where have I been for the past uh, three years? But sometimes I just like see these things anew for the first time with fresh eyes. And I'm just like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, well, sometimes, you know, there, the frustration is real, though, like on, right. on the right, because there are people who are like who like to win arguments and are racist and realize right. they can't win arguments right now. And they're like, right. what the fuck is going on? Like, what's the president doing? Like, either he won and there's evidence or there isn't. But we need to fucking get to that. And it's so there are, you know, there are people who who also can there are, you know, intelligent enough to see the L coming being lowered onto them very slowly and crushing them. Yeah. Even after um, the electors certified the election, predict it still hasn't resolved for oh, really? Biden winning. Yeah. So you can still uh, win money by. I mean, not it. much. Yeah. But but uh, <laughs> it's just fucking bonkers that everything right. has happened. I guess we we wait till it goes to the Senate or whatever. Jesus. Until that first State of the Union address, he is not the president. Like <laughs> yeah, that. exactly. Not until he leaves office do we know he truly was president. Damn, okay, I guess he did that. He did that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back, and... Uh, briefly, uh, Senator Angus King has proposed something that I think I think streaming services might wanna might wanna think about doing, which is mm -hmm. just give everybody free access to their platforms for the holidays, at the very least. Oh. At I the mean, very least, America, we've proven we're shit at listening to directions and considering other people, but also at the same time. We've also proven that we live in a country where it's so fucking greedy that there's we can't even get people to be on board with it because we're left to our own devices with no help. So it's a real interesting situation here. But when you look at um, how much streaming platforms have made money this year, I think this plan is very good because I think they could stand to give shit away for free for a couple of weeks. Uh, right. While what Angus King is saying the independent, the, you know, the the one independent uh, in the Senate from Maine, uh, he says, quote, while your platforms would likely experience greater traffic as a consequence of extending service, we encourage you to provide temporary service at no cost to non-subscribers as a way to encourage people to make responsible choices and safely navigate this holiday season. And I think that's genius, because if there's one thing we also live in this country, it's staring at the flickering idiot box, too. So <laughs> why not? If there's one thing that's the definitely... Definitely going to work is just hoping a company does the right thing. I think yeah. there's no way this fails. I feel like this mm -hmm. needs to be pitched as like, well, I, I do wonder because HBO does that, right? Like they have the deal with cable companies where they give away HBO for free for like it's the advertising. first year. It's advertising. Yeah, so you're just advertising, getting people used to it. Yeah. Uh, so like, it seems like they could maybe get it done that way uh using the shrewd uh soulless 
logic of capitalism and market economics. Um, and it's not, they're like, not giving away any money. They, they keep their subscriber money and their subscribers don't get like a bonus two weeks. It's just for people who weren't giving them money anyway. It's, right. It does seem easy yeah. to do. Also, yeah. you, all you need is three friends and then you pay for every third streaming service and mm -hmm. there's right. no problem. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's you know, the striminals, the striminal syndicates that are out here, you know, operating It's in baked the into it. Yeah, they tell you uh, to do it. It's it's just a you, it's such an easy thing to do. You know, it's almost like I want the government to like seize control of this. You'd be like, <laughs> yo, y'all are giving this shit for free. Like, run your fucking content for these people because because we can't get our shit together to even give people fucking money. I think right now the thing we're hearing is a six hundred dollar check. Wow. Uh, yeah. so so generous. <laughs> that while real? Just, it's so cute. Yeah. What the fuck? That's that's the latest negotiation number I've heard. They went from nothing to maybe six hundred, but like it should be. Did you lose everything? Here's one trip to again. Costco. Jesus. Yeah, Christ. absolutely. Uh and also like we're not gonna deal with the banks, so they're gonna keep squeezing you uh for you know rent, mortgages, whatever, and possible eviction. So I feel like this is truly it's like such an easy thing. You know, if you're not going to, uh, if you can't incentivize it any other way, then what the fuck? Then make it easy to just stay at home rather than being like, you know, it's, I'm sure it's, I'm sure parents would love to be able to be like, look, this is the, maybe I don't like my kids watching TV, but for this holiday season, let it fucking rip because I don't want anybody going outside. It's easier to deal with, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, American companies used to shut down factories or convert factories into, you know, doing things for the war effort or ration or ration uh, consumption, ask people to ration consumption for the war effort. But that's not who we are anymore. Uh, yeah. We're not we're not all about that. Well, because the Nazis are now here. So right. We're different part, when they yeah, were exactly. they were over there. And we're like, who the who? And our boys are going to fight them. All right. We right. hear you. Well, I'll stop drinking milk. But now it's like, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm a fucking proud boy. <laughs> like, what the fuck is like? It's all fucked up now. All right, let's let's talk about Tom Cruise. Tom wow. losing it. <laughs> so I don't know. We've seen this dude's manic energy, usually in the ways he's wanted us to see it. Not always uh, super flattering, but always. I mean, he loved Katie Holmes. For us. He loved right. So that was that at the outer edge when it was like, oh wow, we gotta we gotta look at the fact that this per this is not a uh, a human being who who experiences reality the way we do. Um, he also gets his energy out sprinting around film sets, jumping from building to building, memorizing everyone in Hollywood's name in a single afternoon. Uh, but we've never seen him be this cool. Let's hear a little audio of him just unleashing on people who were not standing six feet apart by a computer on the set of Mission Impossible 7. We are the gold standard. You're back here in Hollywood making movies right now because of us. Because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every studio at night. Insurance companies. Producers. And they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs, you motherfuckers. <laughs> that was, we are creating thousands of again. jobs, you motherfuckers. Ever. And if you don't do it, you're fired. And I see you do it again, you're gone. 
Yeah, that that goes on for another two minutes. Uh, yeah. Just a steady, it's a berating that is straight out of middle school. Like, yeah. it feels like when my friend's dad caught us playing with guns. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? And be like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh shit, we're fucking up, we're fucking up, we're fucking up. And it's weird because that energy, it's like, well, you know, I don't, I, I didn't think I would see Tom Cruise being like, I feel we're responsible. We're beholden to as many other people in this industry. Now, I don't know if that's yeah. because he just thinks he's the God MC of films or that's really coming from a place of that. He's like, we have to make this work because we can't have things keep shutting down. But it's weird when you're like, oh, I'm agreeing with his his like where he's coming from. I'm curious about yeah. everything that's going on. But it's it was a weird moment to be in. Yeah, you yeah. do have to admit, like, if he, if there's an outbreak of COVID on whatever Mission Impossible Seven, that's right. Um, if there's an outbreak of COVID there, then it's pro- there probably will be implications in every single production around the world after that. If they have to shut down the most expensive movie because uh, protocols aren't shot. enough, yeah, 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 the fallout from the protocols not being those are all Mission Impossible. Okay. Uh, <laughs> titles uh but I, yeah you don't want everyone to die and become a ghost <laughs> oh, yeah that because was a of... upvoted comment on reddit it's like oh i guess they were <laughs> ghosting the protocols <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah. he also uh swears weird i think we have to address you that. motherfuckers even we with are the creating bleep, like, thousands of jobs you motherfuckers you motherfuckers kind of like who who says that? <laughs> it's like Flanders learning to swear for the first time. Like, yeah. Like, I, I don't think when... I would ever, like, I'm, I mean, yeah, motherfuckers is a good name. I, I like calling a singular person a motherfucker. It's not a good group insult most of the right. time. But yeah. I don't know. I, it, it's a beautiful word. Uh, yeah, also, creating choice. jobs is like a great idea. And I think people should be commended in uh, many instances. It's uh, people, there's just, you don't. People don't create jobs. Like, you get a good job enough where you're the hirer. But you didn't create an industry. You didn't create jobs. If you weren't doing this movie, they'd be doing another movie. Right. It's not... Right. Yeah, you know, but... It's a misleading term. I mean, but look, this guy has hopped up on his, you know, space religion where the, the spirits went into all the volcanoes and he's like a operating... Thetan level <laughs> 6,000 or whatever. So yeah, maybe he does, he is feeling himself a little bit because he, <laughs> you know, he's also a God figure in the in Scientology too. I mean, you get strong, like the, the book going clear, you, you learn that he is surrounded by literal slaves, like for most of his right. days. Uh, it's people who signed away they uh, signed a, I think it's like a billion year billion contract year. with mm-hmm. uh, the Sea Org, and they are responsible for just like making every uh, aspect, every detail of his life uh, perfectly frictionless and uh, beautiful. And that's, you know, he coasts along on that energy. And so, yeah. The, the weight of the world is on his shoulders uh, in, in his own head because he, he is the center of the universe and everything around him has been uh, designed to reinforce that idea. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, yeah. Tom, way to go, bro. Uh, just, it's just so weird. I don't, it's like, I, I don't know. Like, it's a, it's a take that, yes, you want it. Like, anytime you hear someone being like, we have to follow these safety guidelines to keep everyone safe. I'm like, yeah, I like that. And then you zoom in, you're like, it's Tom Cruise? Oh, man. 
Mm, it's like that Larry David uh, gift from Curb. I'm like, right. Mm, But uh, (laughs) the girl tasting the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, the kombucha. Was it the kombucha? Yeah, the kombucha. Yeah. Mm. She really leaned into that, too. She got a lot of merch. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She's. I mean, well, She's like a comedian. Too. Too. It's one yeah. of the great. It's one of the great performances of our time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that yeah. five if seconds. You, if you can become a two-panel meme, then you're killing it right now. Yes. That's all. Everyone's a two-panel. If you're a two-panel meme, you're good. If you're Drake with the, you know, the what the what is it the uh, hotline bling. hotline bling video, or it's Marie yeah. Kondo with this brings me joy. This does not spark joy. That's where that's where it's hitting. I think the thing that got him mad in the first place was that people weren't standing six feet apart from each other. They were like staying next to each other with masks on at a computer is my understanding uh, of the interaction, Um, which is not like the thing that has been most like people. I feel like that's the one that people let slide the most. So, uh, yeah, watch your back around Hollywood. Uh, Don't don't stand within six feet of somebody uh, lest Tom Cruise be driving by and let you have it yeah um, yeah they're like we're not behind a, we're the dit we're like the we we <laughs> we're the ones color correcting the footage and taking it in like we have to be by this computer tom this is my home. wife yeah. <laughs> you the, motherfuckers uh, <laughs> oh my god tom it's our honeymoon tom we chose it we we're working <laughs> during our i'm honeymoon. sorry we errantly walked onto your set we have nothing to do with the production <laughs> <laughs> and you uh yeah. <laughs> You're gone too, you fuck with. Oh my god, please. That's my dog. <laughs> oh man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was the response from everybody. Uh well, speaking of just the entitled uh sense of uh self-importance that uh comes with being a celebrity, uh I li- I like to talk about how being famous before the year 2002 is like a impediment to being a functional human in the modern world because you know, the cast of Friends, Owen Wilson. Like, these are people who have never had to learn to type on a computer. Like, have never had to, like, keep up with an inbox of, of emails. Whether they chose to or not, up to them. But I I have to believe that uh, they are functionally impossible to uh, deal with in terms of right. just day-to-day technology. Uh, and we have some new evidence you can't teach these old dogs new tricks. Uh, Christopher Walken uh, was on, what was it, Kimmel? Colbert. No, Colbert, and said that he's never sent an email in his life. Never, never, never. Yeah. Uh, and it's just sort of like in line with what? What was the Eminem one? He only had like DVD pornos? Uh, yeah. Like so there was a, shit? <laughs> there's a complex interview where there he's like showing off his DVD porn collection and the guy who's doing the interview is like, wow, that's cool that you're like old school like that. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, most people today just get their porn on the internet. And Eminem is like, there's porn on the <laughs> internet? And then like the guy just <laughs> has to show him the internet for the first time, essentially. And then and Marshall great. proceeded to tear down his DVD bookcases <laughs> after I showed him that clip. But yeah, here's... Uh, Chris Walken, first Colbert confirming, he's like, now I've heard tell that you don't know anything about computers. And this is how Christopher Walken explains his dilemma. Is it true that you have never owned a computer or a cell phone? Yeah, somebody had to come and set this up because I I don't have a cell phone 
or a computer. And is there, why don't you have one? Are you uh, morally, philosophically, emotionally opposed? No, no, I just, I just got to it too late. You know, I think I'm right at a certain age where it just passed me by. And I never got, uh, I never got uh, to involved in it because it, it would be strange to have, you know, any, any 10-year-old be, be much better at it than, than I, I am. Okay. Um, thanks, Chris. I mean, that was a take. That it is like yeah. going back in time to the late '90s when that was that was a take. Like, oh, I don't have a cell phone. You know, right. that's not me. What are these ten-year-olds uh, on that a AOL or what? What is that yeah. thing? Nah, exactly. And then your it's, ego gets in the way. Like, clearly, he's so his ego got in the way because he's citing the fact that some hypothetical child would best him on the internet and he not fuck he not taking that L so fuck he no just way. doesn't want to learn from someone younger than him <laughs> right I, I found a similar a similar cutoff recently in uh Tidal the music streaming platform mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. they they, get, they had their uh their end of the year you know like much like Spotify but no one gives no one shared anything um right. their their end of the year lists and the rock music category because someone was like asking me about my interest, and I was like, I was just like, what is the rock music that came out this year? And I looked up, and it is not until the 17th song on the list of hottest rock songs of the year where there is a band that started as a band after the year 2000. Wow. Whoa. The list is like Bruce Springsteen, the Rolling Stones, Tom Petty, uh, uh, Pearl Jam. The Strokes were the youngest band on the list. Right. And that was just a, a group of stroke victims who started a band. <laughs> <laughs> elderly. That elderly band. It's, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? They just don't make rock music anymore? Yeah. I just, I don't understand it's what changed. You know, it's that thing. I'm no, too old. I think, no, no. You know this thing because I've caught my parents doing it. Like, there's always like an, a ubiquitous app, right? There's one everybody uses. And somehow your parents are like on the weird fucking secondary tertiary bullshit uh, version. That's me. And you're like, what do you mean? Where are you getting your music? They're like, oh, no, Magugu Audio. I'm like, what the fuck is that? They're like, well, it has some of the albums I like. I'm like, yo, this is nonsense. And you're paying way more. Like, I feel it's this sort of similar thing we're witnessing. Yeah, I wonder if that's uh, because title is Jay-Z or whatever, and it's more hip-hop focused, that they just don't do rock music on it. I don't think so, man. I think rock music is dead as dead. Like, huh. I, I don't think there's... When you look at, like, the top 200 songs of the year on Pitchfork... I figured it out. There yeah. is, there's, like, I figured it one out. band. The 1979 is, like, the one band that... Uh, and I don't even know if that's the name of the 1975? band. 1975. Uh, that's how familiar I am with them. <laughs> the old 97s? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the the thing that I'm seeing now, because I'm like, nah, like, because it feels like old people shit, right? Like, yeah. granted, those are good bands, but like when those are your charts, that means the, you know, older people are like loving their shit on that app. I think the reason is Sprint, if you are on Sprint, you get title for free. That's what I, that's why I have it. And Sprint feels like my friend's parent, like the cell phone company of my friend's parents. Like, yeah. in my, I have a very older person perception of Sprint because, like, 
those are people who are diehard Sprint users like from the 90s who are like, fuck Verizon. And I remember when uh, it used to be called Singular, not AT&T Wireless. You know, those are the people I feel like who stayed diehard with, with Sprint. They're getting a free music service called Tidal. And then that's just, it's just easy. Also free Hulu. Um, and yeah, I've been on a family plan for at least 20 years. Okay, Over I'm just looking at the top rock songs of 2020, according to Google. <laughs> uh, number one is Shot in the Dark by ACDC. Did they release an album this year? ACDC? Yeah, 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 brand new album. Number two, Shame Shame by The Foo Fighters. Yep, Foo yeah. Fighters on there. Like I, I, There's a Pearl Jam song on there, uh-huh. 21 Pilots, Green Day, Bon Jovi, Bush, The Killers. Bush! Bush is back. Another ACDC. Breathe Uh, in, breathe out. (laughs) There's a Taylor Swift song on here. Like, it's it's really Slim Pickens, uh, and then a bunch of shit that I've Slim Pickens on there? Yeah, Yeah. Slim Pickens made it. (laughs) Uh, Machine Gun Kelly, the rapper who was like, I'm going to do something completely uh unexpected and released in a, my a head in my head dude when i heard yeah. that song i was like what the fuck is this and then i'm like oh travis barker duped machine gun kelly into doing a blink 180 miley cyrus did that too she made like a rock album but yeah it's yeah, a maybe, pose. I mean, it's not even I, a it's not even an entire genre of music anymore mm-hmm hmm. what is rock anymore i mean really that's really the questions we should be answering rather than coming at title uh, <laughs> what's going on um title's got quick. just as much as everything else right <laughs> i think i do want to talk about loneliness really quickly just it, it's not a new subject we've been talking about how there's a loneliness epidemic in the country but i was reading this article that was about just how loneliness has evolved over the course of the pandemic and it i don't know first of all it just it it just seems like a lot of the a lot of the things that we used to do with people are not I don't know they like there's a way that it's that loneliness interacts with the zeitgeist that I feel like um there's just a a part of the overall problem is the speed and sophistication that like marketing and the market economy in our country like incorporates and subsumes every human emotion and interaction of value. Like the, we, the, cause the article starts out talking about how um, in the er- early part of the pandemic, there were all these like different ways people were interacting with like zoom calls and uh, you know, zoom family reunions and then like going out and uh, welcoming and recognizing the frontline workers and all these different things. But, like, those are all things now that I associate with, like, shitty ads that I've seen. (laughs) Like, right. And I just, I don't know. I think there's something to the way that, like, all human, like, all decent human interaction has been, like, turned into a marketing tactic that, like, contributes to the overall loneliness of of modern life. Oh, like, sort of of how like marketing tactics have involved. Like we go, went from mad men of being like, if you're a bro, you smoke cigs and like you're with hot chicks and drink scotch. (laughs) And like, that's the lifestyle. And now we're like, yo, you have friends. Nike. Right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> like, yeah, like we're, it's not even a, it's not even this fake life anymore that we were sort of 
hypnotizing people with through advertising. Is that what you're saying? Like now it's just sort of like the 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 carrot on the stick or the hook is now like, do you remember like when like you felt good? Like as a human. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's just you, it like robs the soul of it. Like the this article talks about like it's uh in Harvard magazine and it's about like they they have the school of public health and uh they did a whole like they had somebody in their program who was coming back from China and was like just burst into tears the second they started talking to somebody because of like, you know, the loneliness and the just uh situation on the ground. And so like three weeks before everything shut down, they started having this like symposium of like solutions to the loneliness that we were going to have. And like one of the things they ended up finding is that like collaborating on creative projects and actually like creating something with other people was like the one solution that people were able, like that made people feel fulfilled. And I feel like that ties into like, you can't, it can't be, immediately like robbed of its value if you're actively creating something like creativity is the one thing that like can't be taken by a brand and turned into like a ge or like beer ad well like, you're i i literally sold my creativity to companies for years <laughs> right <laughs> like in that sense but yeah like it, there is what is that commercial like next where it's like people jamming and they're like right. fuck yeah state farm insurance right but i feel like it's yeah i don't know it's you know what was st i feel like was stolen recently was your birthday remember on facebook like it was your birthday you were the number one person in the world you would get hundreds of messages everyone knew about it cuz it was the first time you know everyone just knew what your birthday was mm -hmm. and right. they could say they could say happy birthday and it was so fantastic. And now a birthday is, if you are notable, if you right. are famous, then your good friends will publicly wish you a happy birthday. If you are famous. Because then yeah. they if can you say they know you. If you're not famous. Yeah, if you're yeah, because so it's because it's a personal thing where now everyone knows a little sh a little lights shined on them because they know you. And it, mm -hmm. and then um, you can't just be doing like big posts about birthdays every day. So now like even my close friends, you know, it's like where you would say happy birthday. Now you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's the, that's a problem with this town. You know, you never know who's with you and who's against you. <laughs> Everybody wants something, especially when you're doing second rate podcasts. I know that. I know that feeling. <laughs> but that is. When Nug, that Nug is Club suddenly doesn't hit you up. <laughs> I'll tell you that everyone's hanging out to go watch Superbad. Uh, that is an example of like this thing being turned into and like commodified on into like a Facebook gesture that then once it becomes its own like meme or its own genre of like human behavior, then it like sort of it gets emptied of its value like mm -hmm. uh, and like turned into like some part of this mm. influence and influence peddling like market economy that is social media. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it just is a overall pattern that I think is undergirding like every everything with regards to like the uh, unhappiness epidemic. Like they're they're saying that uh, eighteen to twenty four year olds are the loneliest people on the planet, according to research, and you know they're the most online. Uh, and they're always trying to dunk on us for being old. It's like, right. okay, well, I'm going to go with my family. I don't know. What to do. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm going to dunk on this 24-year-old by uh, kissing my my partner in this photo. I'm like, <laughs> ah, you mad, you mad, lonely ass. Uh, lonely that's how ass. we fight back. But yeah, no, I mean, it's fucked up. But it's like, it's a weird phenomenon too. Like you're saying, you're online where you can be connected, yet these feelings are just so intense. Um, yeah, I mean, again, just a good reminder, reach out to people because it's, yeah. it's difficult to reach out when you yourself are like in a, in a dark place because sometimes you don't realize you know and it takes somebody else being like hey yeah, you good you good what's up yeah. let's even talk for a little bit <laughs> having something scheduled i think is it, like regularly scheduled like i have regular check-ins with some of my friends that is helpful because i never feel like doing them right before but afterwards i'm always always glad to that yeah. i have done them yeah uh all right nick uh, Mr. Come, it's been great having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. <laughs> Thank you for having uh, me. As always, where can people uh, find you and follow you? Well, don't go to Pornhub.com, I guess. Um, <laughs> but you can uh, you can follow me at Nick's Turner's on the socials. Uh, and uh, please subscribe to my podcast, Deckheads, right here. <laughs> right here at home. Um, yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Ryan Hamilton, the wonderful stand-up comedian, notable for kind of looking like Jerry Seinfeld. He <laughs> wrote, my bedtime is whatever time it is when I look at the clock. <laughs> that is absolutely true for me. It's every t- every night, <laughs> like, Larry, what time is it? Like, 9.30, up, bedtime. Uh, <laughs> 11.45, up, bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter yeah. doesn't matter i'm only asking because i'm tired yeah 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 uh man uh miles where can people find you and follow you and what's the tweet you've been enjoying uh let's see i'm on twitter and instagram at miles of gray also you know talking 90 day on 420 day a fiance hey uh let's see some tweets i like one is this this one somebody uh it just kind of blew up which just says uh, you know, tell me you're white without saying I'm white. And the replies, mm-hmm. some are good, some are lame as fuck. Uh, but I think, and some are just, uh, you know, like this one was just mac and cheese from the box is the best. I mean, although I, 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 I don't know if that's necessarily you can. I don't think white culture can claim box mac and cheese. Uh, another one is my high school had multiple drive your tractor to work days. <laughs> <laughs> I had Is someone real? call for a wealth. Well, huh? I mean, that must be right. Uh, yeah, no, I think I'm that. I mean, that feels right. Farm culture or things like that. But anyway, it's a fun thing. Just read through it. Uh, you know, someone just said, "I have never been arrested, stopped, or searched by the police." That one hits a little too hard. Uh, and then another one I like is from Brandy Posey at Brandazzle D A Z Z L. Uh, she tweets, "I resent that the pandemic has made me like Tom Cruise." <laughs> <laughs> it's a bridge too far. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well, some tweets I've been enjoying uh, at Drill uh, tweeted, we asked 100 angels from heaven what their IQs were, and the results will drain your nuts, uh, which just a good encapsulation of that genre of headline you see yeah, <laughs> on the side of Clicking articles that. Yeah, when you get tricked into going to the wrong website. Uh at hello colon uh, tweeted something in response to news that there's going to be uh, an F word in the new Batman film. Uh, he, he tweeted, Batman swoops down from the shadows. Batman. 
Shut up, Riddler. Fuck you. I hate you. (laughs) 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 And then... And then someone pointed out, uh, Freddie Campion tweeted, my wife just confessed that for her entire childhood, she thought Colonel Sanders' bow tie was his whole body, and now I can't stop seeing a tiny stick body every time I look at him. Uh, Google Google Colonel Sanders, and that will fuck you up <laughs> real good. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what are we riding out on today? Oh, uh, this track is uh, from Stro Elliott. And, you know, it's just it's, it's some more samples. You know, I like the samples. And it's called Marvin's Mood because he's chopping up a bunch of, I'm pretty sure, they, I mean, to my ear, sounds like Marvin Gaye samples, and I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, and I'm not going to ask how those samples cleared because who cares? But it's a great track of just really soulful elements of Marvin Gaye's voice over, you know, beats you can really whip your head to. So, yeah, mm-hmm. take that, Marvin's Mood, Stro Elliott. Take that, Marvin. Uh, all right. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Just too bad. It's just too sad. But you-